So I wouldn't have made that move um, unless Chris got, then Chris got posted to Eastley. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, then I want, I, I want to go with him. Okay, so um, you and Chris at this time, it's more, it's, it's... We were, we were definitely together. Mm, okay. know? Yeah, we were definitely together. DTR, define the relationship, you were together. Yeah, we were together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, and then, you know, so I then started saying, okay, now I really need to figure out what I want to do with myself. I mean, I knew I could not do Nanyuki much longer. You know, it was, I could run that hotel with my eyes closed. Mm. You know, it was just, there was, it wasn't a challenge. Um, and so... I came to Nairobi just on a day visit kind of thing and a friend of mine said, oh yeah, Barclays are looking for somebody for a nine month period. They're going public. Um, no other company in, in Kenya had gone public for 16 years. So people didn't even know what going public meant. Which, which other company had gone public before that? I don't know. Maybe it was BAT or mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. Probably, I'm like, I, can't, I can't remember. But um, So I said, oh, you know, okay, I'll try it. And I went for the interview and they said, that's fine. Can you start? like in two weeks well, this we're talking young. about 80 83 85. 85 okay so hold on before you see between the coup and i was in a new key oh so 85 is when you went down to nairobi yeah who of course you had been to nairobi before but not I mean, to nairobi live. yeah i'd never been i'd never i'd never lived here yeah it was so, just on the know, way to the airport exactly, or to see a friend or, or to do sh or shop so we used to come every week to go shopping for the hotel Ah. You know, so we would come once a week, but we would leave Nanyuki at six in the morning, shop and go back. Because my, <laughs> my, my father hated Nairobi. He mm. never wanted to stay the night. So we would just do the in and out. Can I ask you just this, just because I've not talked, I've not spoken to somebody who, who can give me such rich history about Nairobi. When you were younger coming to Nairobi, what would it be like as compared to now when you leave, live I mean, in there Nairobi? Was, there was no traffic. I mean, you could get in, you know, we could get in and in and out in two hours, like into city center from Nanyuki. Yeah. You know, um, but I didn't know it. I did not know the night spots. I didn't know the streets. I didn't know. You I were was literally really coming for shopping. I was, I was really the small town girl, you know. Mm. So the first, so when we did move, I would call Chris from all the most weird streets. I'm stuck. You know, I have to find somebody with a, a call box or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know where I am. I can't find my, I couldn't find, I didn't know, I didn't know my way around. Thank God for Chris. Uh, thank God for Chris, yeah. Thank God for Chris. Okay, yeah. so 85, I'm hearing this is a huge turning point. What job are Barclays advertising? So they were looking for PR, so they, 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 was, they were looking for a PR officer for nine months. Mm. And, you know, I, I mean, I didn't know anything about PR. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I didn't cover that at all. Um, I could write. But you know what, I also learned that I could, you know, it was important to put my hand up for everything. Like, you can do this? Yes, I can. Mm. And I'll figure out the how later. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I've tend to, I've tend to have done that my whole life. It's like, of course I can. You know, I've always been, and I've also, you know, walked through every door that's been opened for me. I'm just that person. Mm. You know, I, I will, I've looked at, I've, I mean, opportunities have been presented to me and I've always taken them. Okay. So... You, you start at Barclays, 85. So I started Barclays, I'm young, um, I'm senior. And when you say you're senior, what, what, what does that mean? So I sat in the, in the management committee, so as Whoa. you know. Um, you're and don't forget, everybody in, in the bank at that time, they didn't hire professionals. Everybody was a banker. So the marketing officer was a banker. <laughs> you know, the accountant was a banker. Yeah. Um, so everybody were bankers, you know, and I was breaking into this, this, this sort of men in gray suits. Um, as a very young person that's not a banker 
with completely crazy ideas. And, you know, I mean, quite often they'd kind of look at me like, and a lot of what I said at meetings would be glossed over. Were there other women in the... In, mm -mm. Okay, so let me understand this. You're a woman, you're young, you're from a different race, yeah. per se, and you're in this position. Yeah, and there were all these men in suits. And, you know, the interesting thing is many of them had worked in Nanyuki as, as a branch manager of Barclays. Mm. One of them <laughs> told me he used to take me to school. Because <laughs> he was living at the Sportsman's Arms, and yeah. he, you know, when he'd be going to work, my dad would be like, "Oh, if you're going, can you just drop her?" So now suddenly I'm sitting at the same table oh, as him, man. and he was like, "I mean, you know," he and he would sort of say to me, "I mean, who, like how? Come on, you know come how? On, yeah, man. you know how? School, you know, <laughs> yeah." And so, so there was some resistance um, for a little while, but then there were also a couple of other people who were amazing, who were mentors to me, um, who I would call and say. I don't understand this thing, you know, can you explain to me? And, I, and he'd be like, yeah, just come at five when we're about to close. And we would sit till seven and they would take me through what it meant because there was so much I didn't know. There, I mean, I did, honestly, there was so much. I, it, was like, it was like doing an MBA. Mm -hmm. what, what does your day-to-day -day look like at this time? So you're st you've so just So I'm started. getting there at eight, um, you know, having had to go through the newspapers, done like, a, you know, first... When you say newspapers, you're talking about two. Daily Nation yeah, and Standard. That was it. And I, yeah, Daily Nation Standard. We had the weekly review, so that was once a week. But you know, that kind of thing, just to say what were what had been reported about us, what the other banks were doing. Um, but it was uh, it was really hard because I didn't know what was expected of me. Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate that I worked with people who really allowed me to create my own role. So I could I really drew up my own job description. There wasn't one. Whoa. So um, so I busied myself with doing lots of lots of things, lots of very interesting things. Um, and I got ideas from everybody on what it would look like, you know, what, what I should be doing. And I think I brought in a different point of view to Barclays that they then started finding interesting because I could connect with what a customer wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're, you know, they couldn't see the wood for the trees, they were all bankers, mm -hmm. you know, so they were talking very lofty terms, like very complicated language. And I'd be like, okay, I don't, I, I don't understand that. So yeah. that means that the teacher who is working at TSC and who's banking her salary with you doesn't understand it either. Yep. So, you know, so I think I was able to break it down to where people understood it. And then people saw, and then the, you know, the management started to really appreciate what I brought. And the more they appreciated it, the more confident I grew. And, you know, the more I was able to share what I would start in my mind would think, oh, these are crazy ideas, but they love them. And so, you know, the nine months we did, we had a very successful share issue. It was heavily oversubscribed, mm. but I was loving it. I totally loved it. They totally loved me. And at the nine months end, they were like, oh, you know, like, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I might go back to Nanyuki. And they were like, no, mm -mm. of course not. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll extend it for another year. And that went on until about, you know, three years down, they looked like, you're not going anywhere. You know, just become so a permanent. So they just kept extending they it. They just kept extending they it. And they kept, kept giving me more money, you know. <laughs> um, and they just were very good to Derek me. Just, okay, so Gina, they just they just kept extending it. So. They kept extending it. And, it, and, you know, kept giving me anything I wanted, you know. I was very spoiled. <laughs> I was very spoiled. I think because I was different, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I But you brought value to I them. I brought value. You weren't just spoiled and for brought, the sake. And yeah, and I brought a point of view that they didn't have um, before. And so, you know, I, I had a great, great job. I really did. I, you know, I was able to have my, you know, a budget that I had a huge budgets, like what? huge, but I was so, and I was young. 
So, you know, I had these huge budgets. Um, what does PR look like at this time? Because this is, you know, you're, you're talking about it and and I'm, I'm just like, okay, fine. Barclays was the number one place to do this. What does What is PR at this time? So we did a lot of press events. Okay. Um, but, you know, don't forget the press would go to bed at four o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, your press conferences would have to be in time for that four o'clock deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just, it, the news cycle wasn't what it is now. You know, it was definitely by four, you needed to be done. You talk to your journalists, everything. So by by about two, you're like, I oh, know it's too late for today, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So I find it, you know, I so for me, even with my business, the evolution yes. of from from that to a 24-hour news cycle mm. was like a huge shift. Um, so we That's did, print now. That print, print. print. By, if, if your story is not in by four, and sorry. And also even TV, you know, if it was seven o'clock news by four, they're done with the bulletin, <laughs> you know, because don't forget you have KBC, but I think probably KTN were just new then. But by four, like you needed to have your story. Yo. You know, so it was it, that. So that that's that's the way it was. That's obviously no digital. Yeah. Um, there would be a. I think it was every Tuesday the business pictorial, mm-hmm. in which you know you'd get your, you know your CSR bit in, and you know you, like for me the goal was Marcus had to be in every Tuesday. If I like, was going to ask you, what does success look yeah, like? Yeah, success was like, oh yeah, we we were in on Tuesday, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love. That. But it it also meant it, but it was also a lot of networking. Mm. You know, it was also a lot of ensuring that you know the bank was um, would see its clients would make sure that we were having a feel for what our clients were going through. And I think what I was able to do was not just say to Barclays, it's fine to know your multinational clients. Mm-hmm. But the you know the, most of the deposits are coming from the guy that makes sweets in some little place in industrial area. Or, yeah. you know, and, and so that's what I was able to do is actually break it down to actually going and saying we need to know our customers. So our, you know, for me, a big part of it was getting to know our customers. And that wasn't just the BATs, the breweries. Mm. It wasn't, it was the small guys. I remember, you know, going to Nyeri um, and I, my boss was laughing at me because we, we had a cocktail party for some of the smaller customers. And he heard me saying to this man, so how long have you been making your blue wheelbarrows for? And he said to me that that was a question Barclays would never have asked before Yo. because they were more, you know, they yep. never paid attention to mm. the smaller depositor. Mm. And I think I was able to do that. Um, and so we started going around visiting, visiting our customers in different parts. And I, that's when I really saw Kenya. You know, we went everywhere. Because Barclays, I, and, everywhere. and people have to know at this time, we're not talking about Barclays having 500 branches or 50 branches. You know, we did a lot of branch expansion during my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we were going to Garissa and Wajir and we were going to, like, literally, I saw Kenya during that time. It was wonderful. Which other banks are in play at this time? So you have KCB with their standard. Um, so those were the three, KCB, standard, Barclays. And Barclays. Yeah. And Barclays of, of them is only multinational i mean international yeah. bank standard standard oh yes yeah, standard, standard. standard um but I, standard were always our like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. lanes people yeah lanes. like yeah just calm down you know yeah. Like, yeah. so I, barclays was the bank yeah 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 barclays was the bank it was really i mean i loved my time there and i always say this to people you know and i know these days a lot of young people want to start their own businesses very young mm-hmm. and i think that's great but i also there's no better place to learn how to run a business than being in somebody else's business. business. True. You know, and I think for me, if I hadn't had my 14 years experience at Barclays, 
I'm not sure I'd have been able to grow my own business in the way that I did. Mm, I'll, I'll, um, I want to ask you about your challenges because I'm sure your challenges may taught you and, and, and helped you get this grit side even sharpen it more. So I was always very confident, you know, so I, I would always, you know, and that's just a childhood thing. I was quite, you know, I was, I was always um, willing or able to use my voice mm. and, and, and you know at Barclays that was very important for me because otherwise I'd have been totally sat on by the men in grey suits <laughs> you know so I would always go to my boss and say look I need to do this I want you know I'm, I'm having challenges because I can't get an approval for this uh -huh. and, and so I was very you know I was able to break through a lot of the red tape because it, it's a bureaucratic bank I mean that's yep. just you know the way it was and I was I was this new kid on the block um, with crazy ideas um, <laughs> But, you know, great ideas because, you know, you need, I think Barclays, you know, I hate to take credit for this, but I, I, I think before I came on, Barclays didn't really connect with its customer. Mm. You know, they, they would have lunches for the MD of breweries and the MD of BAT, mm. and, but they never really would go and see the guy making, you know, sweets. Oh, I remember the sweets factory. Yep. You know, the guy couldn't believe that the MD of Barclays was coming to visit him. You know, it had never happened before. That's crazy. You know, and so I would call all these small businesses and say, you know, we want to come here yeah, if the bank wants to come and visit you. And they'd be like, are you sh like, are you sure? Like, yeah, yep. no, we want to come. We want to come and experience your business. And it was it was wonderful because don't forget, these are businesses all over the country. There was, you know, the Maze Millers and, you know, Sagana. There was, I mean, it's lots of different businesses. Mm. And it was really good for me because I then got to learn about other businesses. Ooh, oh, that's a big one. That's you know, a big one. So for me, it was really interesting. And I look back at it now and it's like, okay, it was great that I now was getting all this banking experience. But now when I got to know our clients, mm -hmm. I got to understand other businesses. So you become a little bit of an expert on, you know, manufacturing, you, you know, Juakali sector. Mm. And it was very, it was fascinating for me. And I, I, you know, I was like a sponge. I was absorbing all of this. In fact, I want to ask you a little bit about that. Because now you're traveling and you're meeting people of different... It's, it's, it's like you're meeting rich people, poor people, you're meeting entrepreneurs, you're meeting, young, you're meeting Kenyans in, in general. And you must have some people skills in, in all of this. Just, just so my people skills, I think, you know, would come back to home. Okay. You know, would come yeah. back to the hotel, the hotel, would come back to parents that had a very diverse set of friends. Um, mm, you know, by, you. My mom before independence would secretly cook for the women freedom fighters and smuggle food to them. Yo! <laughs> um, you know, and so the sense of supporting other women, you know, came from my home. Mm. Um, but the bank then gave me this whole new, this whole thing about, you know, the number of the, the diversity of businesses and the importance of SMEs, which, mm. you know, nobody was talking about them, but they were contributing to our deposits at the bank. Yep. You know, so so we did, you know, lots of really interesting things. I mean, I think the the management of the bank were quite nervous. Like, mm -hmm. okay, so where exactly <laughs> do you want to take us? You know, some yep. back street place. But, you know, they loved it. And we would go and this, you know, the, the guys who were making these wheelbarrows or whatever it was would put on the best meal that they possibly could for us. And we would sit there, you know, the boss and we would eat ugali and we would just, it was just wonderful. Um, I then developed the bank's uh, corporate social responsibility mm. side, which they didn't have, have before. before. So I created the, I, I, the CSR. I, I created the CSR policy for them. And now that was when I just realized the importance of the impact that we could make. 
it was it was incredible i mean i was everywhere like literally you know i don't know i mean you're too young probably to remember but there were a lot of the kids on the street smelling glue mm. that was a big problem in in in, in the center of the city mm. you know all these kids with their with their glue and so we did you know we would we would look for projects that would be taking these kids in to get them off their glue addiction mm. Um, and I loved that. And then I would go and spend a day with these kids smelling glue myself. And it was actually, you know, I got pretty high too, but, but I wanted to feel what it yep. was like, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that was a big part of my job. The CSR part was a very, very big part of my job. And then in 1990, 1992, we had that big drought. Uh -huh. Horrible, awful, awful drought. And, you know, all these pictures were coming from um, from northern Kenya, from Turkana, and it was so sad. You know, people were dying, so hunger. And at that time, Mutahi um, Kagwe, the current uh, CS of Health, was the commercial manager for the Standard Group mm. and a good friend of mine. Um, and I went to see him and I said, hey, look, can we do something together? And he said, yeah. And so that was the first Kenyans for Kenyans. Whoa, 92. 92. And Mutahi and I did that together um, with, with um, Amref as our partners. Mm. So this year, sorry, you started it way back. It's oh, not yeah. something that you just started. No, 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 way, way back. <laughs> yeah, huh? um, and we had this huge project and we raised funds and um, it, was, it was wonderful to see what we could do, not just as a bank, but what we could do to galvanize the corporate sector. Mm. And that was something that I did thereafter a lot. Yeah. You know, just like, let's have that voice. Let's. You saw the impact that it has. I saw the impact. So, so, so that was really successful. Um, but we, we did a lot of, you know, interesting projects at the bank from CSR point of view, a lot of very impactful work. So, so Gina, I want to kind of move on with this story because there's a lot that you've done. And mm. even though we can't cover it all, I'm going to try and throw in as much. So now when do you begin to feel like, hmm, it's transition time? What's, what's that thing that made you begin to feel that way? I mean, I had no reason to move. You know, I was very comfortable in terms of financially comfortable. Uh -huh. I mean, the bank were, you know, they were amazing. They had take, took care of my security, to mm. drive a car. I mean, like literally everything. Hold on, Gina. Sorry, sorry, sorry for this. Have you gotten married? Have you gotten kids? So we've gotten. So Chris and I got married, and so I was working at, at the bank, um, and you know, I, I mean, I, it, it was like having a marriage certificate wasn't that important to either of us. But you know, we we then started talking about actually wanting a family, mm. and I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll need to get married to do this. So I said to my boss one afternoon, I'm going to the dentist. And I left and a friend of mine who was a banker, I said to her, well, are you doing anything today? She's like, no. I'm like, can you come with me? So we went to Sharia house. <laughs> hey, geez. Yep. Got married and I went back to work. What? Yeah. So, so that was it. So I feel very cheated that I didn't have a proper wedding. But anyway, so yes, yeah, so, so I was married. Um, I got married when I was, when I was in the bank. Um, and then my daughter was born in 1990. Mm. And uh, she was... It was very difficult. I was in Nanyuki visiting my mom. I was, uh, Chris was already had left the Air Force. He was in London, he was already with KQ. And I was seven months pregnant and I went into labor. Oh. Um, and I'm in the middle of the night. So I wake my mom up and we go to every hospital. There's no incubator. I went to the hospital I was born in. There was nothing, literally nothing in that hospital. There was three women to a bed. There was no incubator. We went to the cottage hospital in which I was now allowed to go, but mm. there was no incubator. But the doctor at the cottage hospital examined me and he's like, you know what, you need to get to Nairobi. Your baby's not going to survive if the baby's born here. And so at two o'clock in the morning, a friend, a friend of mine 
and I drove through the night um, to Nairobi. Uh, and it was horrible. They were in the middle of um, rebuilding the roads. Mm, mm. So there was a lot of diversions and it, it took a long time. But we got here at sort of six in the morning. And um, oh, Natalia, it, was. Yeah, it was awful. And Natalia was born very small, very premature. Um, and with, you know, with wonderful, wonderful um, care at Nairobi Hospital and was in the neonatal mm. um, um, ward for a while. So that was very tough. It was just awful. I didn't really, you know, I was not sure that she would pull through. Um, Thank God we know the, the end of the story. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the interesting thing was for me was that, you know, I left, I went into the hospital to have a baby and I came out without a baby mm. because oh. I had to leave her in there. And that's, you know, emotionally really hard for a woman that, you know, you've gone in and you've given birth and yet you come out and you're like, okay, you know, so, so Natalia was in hospital for a little while. Um, but then one day I was going to the hospital and I stopped off at Yaya. There was that Christian bookshop there mm. and I bought this notebook and I said, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to write. And so I came to the hospital and the doctor had said to me that day, he said, you know, she's really not very well. And I said, well, you know, is she going to make it? Is she going to be okay? And he's like, I can't guarantee it. Oh. And I went to the chapel at the Nairobi hospital and I sat there and I, and I wrote in that book, which I still have, and I wrote all these things about what I wanted for her. And then one of the things I wrote was that I would like her to either go to Harvard or Oxford. Mm. And she was four days old. What? Um, yeah. And so, you know, that... A few uh, years later. A few years later. And later. I never told her. I never told her. That, and she applied for Oxford without knowing. That's amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing. So I had Natalia already. I know um, there's a crazy story about your son. This one I've had you mention because he was also born in this time when you're at the bank. He was born, yeah. So he, he was one. So he was born, I was on my maternity leave and there was this huge strike at the bank. And I just got home, very easy birth, totally perfect pregnancy. Um, I didn't even, I never looked pregnant. So there was, you know, <laughs> the day before I had Nathan, there was something wrong with my computer and I called the IT guy to come and he fixed it. And then he came to check on the following Monday that it was okay. And my, my PA said, oh, she, she went, she's on maternity leave. She had a baby and he's like, what? she must have adopted. <laughs> There's no way, you know? Um, but anyway, so I, I go home with Nathan. He's probably a week, 10 days and there's a strike. And I said, okay, there's no choice. Like we have to have a press conference. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'll come. Um, but I wasn't about to leave him because, you know, that, you know, having had a child who had been premature before mm. and being separated, mm. I wasn't about to let this happen mm. again. So I just took him in his basket and we, we went to work together. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and the bank, the bankers would look and so say, I'd say, yeah, that's my son. He was fine. You know, he just lay there. Um, and I did that for, I think, about four days until they, they're like, you know what, I think you should just carry on with your maternity <laughs> leave now at home. Um, yeah, so that was the first days of many that Nathan would accompany me to work because Nathan then, you know, we've done lots of things together. Uh, for sure. He's, he's your ride or die sidekick. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> after yeah, Chris, yeah, so, he but is. after Captain. Let, but, let me, but let me also add, this just shows the level of, of things that you are handling the bank when you talk about you're handling a strike. 
I mean, it's, it wasn't all nice and rosy. It wasn't like, oh, oh let's no. just put some good press on the bank. There were lots of things. I mean, there were a lot of things that were happening around that time. You know, there was, I mean, the economy, you know, was going through a really difficult time. We were getting ready for multi-party politics oh. in 1990. There was just, there was a lot of political stuff that, were go- that was going on in the country at that time. So it was affecting the economy. You know, I was attending meetings with the central bank governor, you know, on, on the economy, on the, sh- on, the, on the dollar, on the rates. I mean, there was a lot that was going on that was very challenging. Mm. But it was also a huge learning curve for me um, because, you know, these were all going to be important issues for me when I had my own business. I, I, but the kind of people you're meeting in your 20, early 30s, if, uh, isn't that...? You know, growing up in Nanuki, uh, um and it being such a sort of central point for people to stop off, mm-hmm. You know, we were exposed to all these people very young. Okay. You know, like we were. My my father was very good friends with Kibaki because he was always in the new. Yeah, because and because he's he just so lives, close to yes. Mary. Um, and all the ministers, they were. You know, they were always there. So for us, that wasn't new. Oh, you know, I get networking. It. I mean, I grew I grew up learning how to network very young. Yep. But then, of course, at the bank, now you're looking at them in a completely different way because it's a professional where you're going to, you know, Saitoti's office mm. as the minister for finance. You know, you're, you're sitting there having, you know, very serious discussions um, or the governor of the central bank. So mm. I was exposed to all that very young. Okay. Um, but yeah, so... But you're prepared. You're, 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 and that's why I love hearing the backstory. You said that these are the same people who are walking into your the hotel. Yeah, so I wasn't, it wasn't like, I wasn't... You know, it, it, I wasn't overwhelmed yes. by it. It was like, oh yeah, we're going, okay, cool. Let's, you know, let's do this. You know, um, and it became like, okay, they're doing a job. You know, yes, they, they might have a title yeah. and a flag, but they're doing a job. Um, okay, okay, I love it then. Now we can, we can now at least move into your transition. We couldn't have missed out on the kids. No, that, no, that exactly. So, <laughs> so Nathan was, but you know, what I found was that even though I had a lot of freedom at the bank, I was still employed. And so there were a lot of, school events that I'll be like, oh, I've got to go and ask for permission because Natalia's got her sports day. Mm. And I was like, you know, this, is this how it's going to be? Um, I want to be fully involved in my children's upbringing. And don't forget, I was brought up going to work with my parents, mm. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I know what I benefited from from that, from having them all the time. Presence and time. Absolutely. And and so for me, it was, I needed to find a way of doing that. Um, other corporates had then started looking for PR people. And actually it became like a generic term. People would say they were looking for a Gina Din, <laughs> you know? And, and, and so I found it really interesting that people were looking for a me. Yes. You know, I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is cool. But, you know, and then I had a wonderful boss at Barclays and I said to him one day, I said, you know, I don't know, like I've done 14 years now, you know, I will never be the MD of the bank because I'm not a banker. Mm. And, you know, you can carry on giving me more money. And my titles changed, you know, whatever it was, corporate affairs, PR, whatever, you know, but they were just titles. The, you know, and and I could I could expand the job as much as I wanted to, mm. but you know I I knew then that I needed to do something else. And you know what were the options? I could leave and go to a KQ or a breweries or whatever, but it would be the same thing. Mm. You know, I would I would still be doing exactly the same work. And I had a, and my boss said to me at that time, he says, why don't you go and start out on your own? And I said, 